0: Welcome again to the magic world of radio, where your imagination can lead you to more thrilling adventures than you could possibly dream of. I'm Tom Bosley, and today we take a sprinkling of historical truth, for some of the people you will meet during this next hour, really live, and mix in well a great adventure story with a touch of mystery. I'm not going to beat about the bush any longer. I'll tell you just what that mystery is. It is... Who really was the man in the iron mask? Our adventure story, The Man in the Iron Mask, was written by Alexander Dumas and adapted especially for the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Paul Hank. I'll be back shortly with Act One. <laughs> tells us that during the reign of Louis XIV in France, a mysterious prisoner was hidden in that prison of prisons, the Bastille. No one knew who he was, what his crime was, or what he looked like. This, because he always wore an iron mask. The mystery has never been solved to this day. Alexander Dumas has taken this fact and woven about it a thrilling tale of intrigue and adventure. And to tell that tale, he's entrusted no one else but one of his famous three musketeers, Aramis. Yes, I am Aramis. Once a musketeer, now a bishop. And although I have become a man of the cloth, my heart has remained as adventurous as ever. And as in the days when Porthos... Athos, D'Artagnan, and I held off armies with our swords and fought duels for honor. This longing, this desire to help the helpless never left me. I had heard of a young man of 21 confined to the Bastille for eight years. In fact, since he was 13. I made myself known to the jailers of that fortress prison and said I had come to hear the lad's confession. I was taken to the prisoner's cell. Are you prisoner, Marsiali? Who are you? I am the Bishop of Van. What... what do you wish with me? Uh, may I sit down? Well, there is only one chair. It is yours. I prefer to remain on this cot lying down. Uh, are you well? As well as one could expect in a dungeon of the Bastille. You do not suffer. No. You have nothing to regret. Nothing? Not even your liberty. What do you call liberty, Bishop? I call liberty the happiness of going wherever a 21-year-old may wish to go. The flowers, the stars, the air, light. I have what is better than light. I have the sun. A friend who comes to visit me every day without the permission of my jailer or the governor of the Bastille. He comes in at the window, increases from ten o'clock till midday, and then decreases from one to three, slowly. When my friend's last ray disappears, I've enjoyed his presence for four hours. Is that not enough? Yes. Your name is Philippe, is it not? You know a great deal about me. Yet not enough. Bishop, I do not wish to talk with you any longer. Please go. Uh, One last question. Have you have you no mirror or, or looking glass? What are those two words? What do they mean? They are two pieces of furniture which reflect objects so that you may see your own face as you see mine now. I have never known such things. Even before I was brought here in the house of the people I lived with, there were no mirrors. What people did you live with? I have said too much already. Please, go. Uh, Perhaps next time I shall come again. God! uh, Wait a minute. What do you mean? What good are mirrors to me? None to you now, Philippe. But someday, pray God, soon they will mean a great deal. So that I can see myself? for what and who you really are. The resemblance in age, face, and voice the young prisoner bore to King Louis of France was astounding. Try as I might, I could not bring young Philippe out of my mind. The entire episode rang with injustice. I formulated a plan... Which took no little time, secrecy, and effort, and when all was ready, went to see the Minister of Finance of King Louis's household, an old friend, Monsieur Fouquet. We met in the garden of his country estates. I am glad you came to see me, Aramis. I am worried. Worried? Why? I hope I have not bitten off more than I can chew. Afford is what I mean, mm-hmm. The gala ball, dinner, and everything I am planning for the king's birthday draws nearer and nearer, and my money flows faster (laughs) and faster. (laughs) You, who are Minister of Finance for the King, surely you do not worry about money. How can you say that? I do not touch that. I am spending my own money. Why have I not been telling you, Fouquet? The many weeks I have been your guest here that I shall personally see to it you will be recompensed. (laughs) Dear old friend, you will forgive me if I am somewhat skeptical how a poor bishop formerly an abbey and before that a penniless musketeer could secure me millions to entertain the king. You are a man of little faith. Faith? <laughs> I love the king and I'm quite prepared to go bankrupt to honor his birthday. <laughs> what, uh, what brings you here today, Aramis? Are you staying? Oh, no, no. I am on my way back to Paris. You came all this distance to reassure me I shall have the money to entertain his majesty? Well, I came to ask you, Fouquet, for a certain letter, huh? A letter de cachet, to be exact. That is a dangerous request. It is a sealed order for death. sometimes. You wish to have someone placed in the Bastille? No, on the contrary, to let someone out. Huh? A poor devil by the name of Seldon. He has been imprisoned ten years for two Latin verses he made against the Jesuits. Is that all he did? That's all. He committed no other crime? Beyond this, he is as innocent as you or I. Well, I shall write such a letter immediately. What did you say his name was? Seldon. Two nights later, I presented myself to the governor of the Bastille, Baisemeaux. I had known him in the old days when he was but a god.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm honored and I'm happy, old friend, for your visit. Oh, it's my pleasure. No. I lead a lonely life here in the Bastille. Do you know, Aramis? after all, I'm only the keeper of
0: a prison for His Majesty, and yet I'm avoided by all who knew me as though I had some dread, incurable disease. Well, it is not you who they reject. It is the office you hold. Oh, there is not one Frenchman who does not fear some day a lettre de cachet will be sent bearing his name. Any man could suddenly fall out of favor with King Louis and find himself condemned to a lifetime of four stone walls. Uh, I know, I know, I know. But to me, my good old musketeer, to me, this is only a job of work. Uh, To be commended, to be commended. uh, Acquaint me of your doings these past ten years. <laughs> the happy-go-lucky life you three musketeers <laughs> led? What? yes, well, no longer. I became a priest, no, and then an abbe. Really? And now, I am a bishop. Excuse me. A bishop, indeed. Who would have thought one of the
1: greatest swordsmen in France, a bishop? Yes, what is it, Francois? What are you standing
0: in the door for? May I bring in the dinner, sir? Well, of course you may. What else do you have to do? Place the pheasant and the quail right there before me. I shall carve. A courier just arrived with a message. Oh, don't bother me with such nonsense when I'm carving. The message is marked urgent, sir. Everything is
1: marked urgent these days. All right, leave it there.
0: What shall I tell the courier?
1: Now, tell him to go to the devil. I'll, I'll see about it tomorrow. Now, go now. Go, 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 go.
0: If I may observe... Uh, a letter brought by a courier to the governor of the Bastille may indeed be urgent. Uh, perhaps you're right. A, a king's order is sacred, but it's very tiresome when you're sitting with an old friend at a good meal. Uh, but, uh... All right, all right. What did I tell you? Urgent, indeed. Then what is it? some order for a release. Important, indeed. Well, it's important to whom it concerns, you will agree, dear governor.
1: A man who's been
0: in prison for ten years and suddenly it's urgent, it's important I release him this very minute. This unfortunate man has suffered long enough. Uh, Ten years, you tell me? End his suffering. Oh, dear me. You, (laughs) You are a persuasive fellow, I must say. Oh, now let me see what... What's the name here of the fellow? Ah,
1: Sheldon, yes. Uh, uh, Tell the turnkey to come here. I have an order to release a prisoner.
0: The instructions to free this Sheldon I had Fouquet sign lay on the table. It took only the twinkling of an eye, and I changed it for another paper folded in exactly the same manner. We ate, we drank, we toasted, and then the governor's man returned.
1: Uh, François,
0: tell the turnkey to open the cell of Monsieur Celdon, number three. Uh, Celdon? You said uh, Celdon, I think? Uh, Of course I said Celdon, the name of the man to be set free. No, 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 you mean Martiali. Martiali? Oh, no, no, no. Celdon! No, I think you are making a mistake. I I read the order, dear friend. It said... It m-
1: said Celdon.
0: No, I... I read the order also. Celdon, S-E-L-D-O-N. In letters as large as that. Uh, go take a second look. Go uh, ahead, my dear Aramis. Read. Uh, yes, I, I I see the name. Martiali. Uh, see for yourself. Martiali? Why so it is. Dear me, Martiali. I saw the name Seldon. Indeed there was a blot under the name, but I, I saw it with my own eyes, an ink blot. An ink blot no, no, no ink blot. No Seldon. No name but Martiali. Well I I must have imagined it. Uh, we'll go on, Francois.
1: Uh, give the order and have the men brought here. Uh, A Yes.
0: Of course, yes, right here.
1: Oh. Ah, Marchiadi. Uh, this letter de cachet instructs me to release you forthwith. Oh, frankly, if it were not for the good bishop here, you would still be in your cell and I should be having my dessert. Uh You will swear the regulation requires it. Never to reveal anything you have seen or heard in the Bastille. I swear. And now, monsieur, that
0: you are free, where do you intend going? I am here to render the gentleman whatever service he may please to ask. Oh, my dear Aramis, will you not remain for dessert and good port wine? Allow me, my dear governor, to come back for it on some rainy day. I feel I must take this fellow back to civilization. (laughs) Huh. Indeed, you are a good man. Charity is a deed, not a word. Well said. Well said. Uh, uh, Francois,
1: show the bishop and this gentleman out, please. Uh, Have a a fine
0: journey to you, Aramis. (laughs) You are a remarkable man. Such kindness will be rewarded. Oh, it will be, Governor. It will be. It would certainly seem that Aramis, the holy musketeer, or if you will, the swashbuckling bishop, is planning to place Philippe on the throne of France. Now why is he so certain that Philippe should be king, that the present King Louis XIV is the pretender and not the rightful ruler? Well, we shall learn more of this extraordinary adventure when I return in just a few minutes with Act Two. Act <laughs> Two General Mills Radio Adventure Theater will return shortly. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: The Man in the Iron Mask is one of the most unusual of all of the adventures of the three musketeers. Those men of daring do who attacked armies, assaulted castles, terrified death itself. Indeed, the musketeers were the James Bonds of their time. Nothing daunted them. They were always in the thick of trouble and on the side of life. Which is why Aramis finds himself today more of a musketeer than a bishop. Oh, uh, where are we? You have been asleep, Philippe. We are, I would say, in the middle of the forest of Sena, not many miles from Monsieur Fouquet's castle. Fouquet? Uh, Yes, he is giving the king a gala celebration in honor of his 21st birthday. I shall stop the coach now, for I must talk with you quite alone. Uh, Hola, coachman. Coachman. uh, Stop the horses. Here is monsieur. Coachman. Uh, Coachman, I wish you to get down now and uh, take a little walk. Uh, uh, Do not return for a little while, eh? (coughs) Now, your majesty, we are quite alone. Your Your majesty, what, what are you saying? I am saying... ...that the young Louis XIV, who is now on the throne, does not belong there. You are the real king, Philippe of France, his twin brother. I am the real king of France? Or soon shall be. Why do you undertake such a daring act upon yourself? When I was a younger man, there were three others and myself. A captain and three musketeers... We lived by one code and one code only. I still live by it, even though I am now a bishop. And that is? One for all and all for one. You are being rescued for all of France.
1: When you came to my cell, Bishop, asking whether I was content, why did you not leave me there? I had made my life in that cell.
0: Because I could not be party to a great injustice. What was unjust? A boy of 13, imprisoned in the Bastille for eight years. Today, he is 21. Is that just? Is that a life for any human? Why am I entitled to more? Because, Philippe, you are of noble birth. Your mother is Queen Anne of Austria, the wife, yes, of Louis XIII, your father. On August the 15th, an evening like tonight, she gave birth to twin sons two hours apart. Your father, the king, was afraid a second son might dispute the claim of the first, who indeed was the eldest son and cause a civil war in France. So he had you, Philippe, hidden away, first with the family in the country, then disguised as a boy called Martiali in the Bastille. But you were born two hours earlier than your twin brother, Louis. Therefore, you are the eldest by French law and should inherit the throne of France. But what of my brother, the present king? He will disappear. We shall remove him from his bed by means of a secret machine I have installed at Monsieur Fouquet's. In a few hours, your brother will retire for the night, a sovereign, and wake up in captivity. And you, his twin will rule in his place. But why would anyone be deceived? Do we look so much alike? Look, here is a portrait of Louis. Let me hold the carriage lantern high so you can see it, study it. Here, I now hand you a mirror. Now look at yourself. Oh, there is a likeness. I would challenge your own mother to know you apart. No one shall know we have substituted the rightful king for the imposter. It is a fitting present for your birthday. Since you are twins, you also will be 21 tomorrow. Bishop, if I am king, you shall be a cardinal. And when a cardinal, my prime minister... Your Highness, I wish not for any of that. My life will have been fulfilled if you alone are upon the throne of France. (laughs) Monsieur Fouquet was a man of extraordinary taste. His castle, furnishings, his gardens were indeed the finest in all France. The food he served at the king's celebration was finer than Louis himself ate at the royal palace of the Louvre. After the banquet, there was a concert, theatricals, the fountains cascading. There were fireworks, all in honor of a 21-year-old king. As the king retired, Aramis? I saw him into his room, Fouquet. It was truly an unforgettable celebration. You think he enjoyed it? Every moment I am certain of it. Good night, sir. Good night. Sleep well. I shall sleep happily only if the king himself has a good night. He will, he will. It will be a good night for all of us. (laughs) Of course, Fouquet had no idea that I had had installed a device well known from the Middle Ages whereby the entire floor of a room can be made to lower to the very cellar itself. What dreams or nightmares Louis experienced, I cannot say. But when he awoke... His gilded bed stood on the earth below the ornate bedroom. Two armed men, masked, clad in cloaks, held high a lantern. It's time to get up.
1: Uh, uh, What is this? What is the meaning of this jest? There is no jest. Do do you belong to Monsieur Fouquet? It matters very little to whom we belong. We're your masters, and that is sufficient. But at least you can tell me what what the two of you Uh, want. You'll know, you'll
0: know by and by. Will
1: you be good enough to follow us? I will not stir from this dungeon. If you are obstinate, my young friend, we shall have to roll you up in a cloak and carry you. If you're stifled there, so much the worse for you. Do you not know who I am? I am King Louis XIV. You may have been a king, but no more. (laughs) Get up. (laughs) Where are we? We've driven all night. I want to know where we are. Do you see this pistol? I have it pointed at your head. If you utter one sound at any time, it'll go off. Ah
0: Allah there a guide on your di What is it? Oh Bishop! Whatever are you doing, driving a coach into the Bastille at this hour of the morning? Good morning, Francois. Extend me your hand to get down, please. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's been a long night. Who uh, is that? Proof that even a bishop can be wrong. Thank uh, God. Yes, sir. Uh, remain here with the prisoner. I'm going inside. Oh, and uh, fire the pistol at once if the prisoner speaks one word. Francois, take me to the governor. Is he up? Oh, yes, Bishop. He was about to leave for a hunt. Yes. Ah, I see him at the door. Governor, I'm glad to find you at this hour. Bishop, is something the matter? Who is that you brought here? Uh, let us go to your rooms, huh? What, 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 what brings you here? A grave mistake, my dear old friend. It appears you were quite right when I was here last.
1: What, about
0: what? I, I shall tell you in the secret seclusion of your rooms.
1: I was quite right about
0: what, I remember? About the order of release. Do you remember? The order to release a prisoner. We both thought it was Martiali. Well, certainly. Yes. But you must remember that I didn't believe the order was for Martiali. My dear governor, it was a mistake. It was discovered at the ministry. So that I now bring you an order from the king to set at liberty this, uh, Seldon. Seldon? Yes. Are you sure this time? Well, read it yourself. Uh,
1: here, I brought it with me. Yes. Oh, that was uh, by order of His Majesty, a
0: prisoner named Seldon. Seldon. <laughs> well, this paper is the, the very order I first saw that night we supped together. Look, there's an the ink blot under the man's name. But what about the other fellow? Oh, uh, Marciali, Oh, I brought him with me. Uh, he is the one down in the courtyard under guard. Well, uh, that's not enough for me. I require a new order to admit him back here to the Bastille. Oh, don't talk such nonsense, governor. You talk like a child. Where is the order you received respecting Martial? Well, I have it here on my desk. Uh, may I... Uh...
1: Good <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh, you, uh, you can't uh, hear up royal instructions.
0: Yes, but I have, into small pieces. Oh. And now I will set them alight with your candle. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm a lost man. It, oh, no, far from it, my good fellow. Now, I have brought you back this Martiali, and it is just the same as if he had never left your Bastille, so shut him up immediately. He's a most dangerous character. Dangerous? How so? No one told me. Well, haven't, haven't you realized the resemblance between this Martiali and... Let me whisper this into your ear. Yes, yes. yes. And the king. <sighs> And what do you think was the very first use the prisoner made of his liberty? He pretended he was the king of France. He dressed himself up a Even now, he is wearing a duplicate of the king's nightgown. Great heavens! The man is mad. Well, obviously. Now, he must be kept absolutely incommunicado. Now, believe me, if the king should hear any more of this fellow, it could mean a death sentence. Mm.
1: out! Let me out, I say! I am the king! You have locked up the king of France! Let me out! Oh, I will ring for the governor. I'll ring Oh, There are no bells. Of course not. This is the Bastille. Someone come! Someone help me! Let me out! It is a conspiracy. I have been drawn into a trap. Last night, pretensions about my birthday.
0: Trap! But Fouquet cannot be alone in this affair. That voice I heard asking for the governor, I know that voice. Ah, the bishop. Yes.
1: What was his other name? The, uh, the musketeer. The the bishop of... uh, But why? There must be money behind all this. If one musketeer has a hand in it, then there are three. The three musketeers. Yes, of course. Let me out. We shall see if you can keep me here. This chair, I'll throw it at the door. Bring me the governor. I am the king. Can you hear me? I am the king. King Louis of France. I demand to be released. Oh, I Are you mad? What's the matter with you this morning? Monsieur... Are you the governor of the Bastille? out of your head. Be quiet. Listen. I am the king of France. The king. Bring me the governor of the Bastille immediately.
0: Now, oh. oh, what is all this? I desire the governor of the Bastille to be brought to me. Oh, come, my boy. You've always been very quiet and reasonable, but now that you're getting vicious, I must give you warning.
1: You... You give me warning? How dare you let me out?
0: I'm sorry to have had to render you unconscious, my good Marciale. I hope when you awaken, some of your senses will have returned. The Bastille was an endless hell on Earth. The king, who had written many orders, or lettres de cachet, as they were called, depriving his personal enemies of their freedom, was now getting a good measure of his own punishment. Meanwhile, at Fouquet's castle, Philippe of France, hidden away, awaited the return of Aramis. Looking exactly like the kidnapped king will not be enough. Will Philippe be able to convince the courtiers, friends, his own mother, Anne of Austria that he is really the king of France? I'll return shortly with Act Three. Well, The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater will return shortly. work. It requires courage and daring to accomplish what one of the three musketeers has just done. Once Aramis had made up his mind what was right and what was not, all the ingenuity, defiance, and single-mindedness of which he was capable were brought into play. It was early morning, and much had to be done to restore the French throne to Philippe. Could he pass for his twin brother? He was twin in looks, in voice, in manner, in all, save soul and conscience. Bishop, I have been awaiting you. Philip. All is done. How? Exactly as we expected. Did he resist? Uh, Not until he was placed in a cell. There was some noise and quiet, and then I came away. Did the governor of the Bastille suspect anything? Nothing. The resemblance to you was complete. (laughs) To have
1: gained the throne of France over my brother in such a way.
0: As long as he is in the Bastille, I shall not have an easy night's rest. I have already provided for that. In a few days, we will take Louis out of his prison and send him out of the country to a place of exile so remote... People can return from exile... To a place of exile so distant, I was going to say, that human strength and the duration of human life would not be enough for his return. This morning, when the royal bed rose from the cellar, and this bedroom looked as it must have looked when my brother retired, I looked at the bed... At the very indentations where my brother had lain, his head on that pillow. I looked at his handkerchief, still wet with his tears. Your Majesty, away with such weakness. You and you alone should have occupied this bed. If your father and mother had not abandoned you, that handkerchief embroidered with the arms of France would be yours. Had you been left in the royal cradle, you, Philippe of France, would have been the honored guest at your birthday last night. I uh, think not of the usurper now in the Bastille. You are the heir presumptive. Have no pity for a brother who never gave a thought to your years of suffering. You instruct me to harden my heart, but that is not the king I would be. Was Monsieur Fouquet part of this plot against Louis? No, no, not at all. The disappearing bed was placed here at my instruction. He knew nothing. Fouquet will be as faithful and fond of you as he was of your brother. Stop! Please stop! Bishop, uh,
1: Aramis, whatever you are, wish to be called. I set forth my first command as king of France. From henceforth, I do not wish you ever to speak again of that creature now residing in the Bastille.
0: You, Philippe, needed more time, more instruction for me to assume the first day's royal duties. I told the court he had slept poorly and would receive no one until the next day. I knew then I needed a confidant, an aide. And I could think of no one more trustworthy than our host, Fouquet himself. I am sorry to hear the king is unwell. Oh, it's nothing serious, Fouquet. A little too much birthday, perhaps, but I can tell you this. Any debts you have incurred for this magnificent gala will be repaid you. I have his assurances. The king? Precisely. Hard to believe... He is as though a new man. <laughs> Without knowing what you have said, dear friend, you have hit upon something. What? I have? What? A, a secret? Do you remember the birth of Louis XIV? I was not in France. Is that the secret? Well, I know it was rumored the queen gave birth to two sons and the youngest died. That is not so. They both lived. Twins. The children grew up one on the throne... The other hidden away and then under an assumed name thrown into the Bastille. Oh, no. Both Both ought to have been kings. Twins are one person in two bodies. So alike. Even their mother could not tell them apart. Not even today. Today? What do you mean? I mean, my dear friend, that if there had ever been any attempt to substitute the brother in the Bastille for the brother in the royal bed, I defy you to prove it. You mean I would not know the king? What king? The one who despises you, scorns you, makes it necessary for you to entertain him? Or the king who has compassion for you, will not allow you to bankrupt yourself on his account? The king who loves you? The king of yesterday? The king of yesterday is in the Bastille, in the place of his victim. Heaven preserve us. Who took him there? I did. Oh, no, no. You have dethroned the king? Imprisoned him? It is done. That was yesterday. Now we must think of today and the tomorrows to come. Such an action was committed here in my house? In the royal bedchamber, Under my roof? You committed this crime? A crime which dishonors my name forever? You are speaking too loudly, Fouquet. Take care. Come not one step closer to me, Bishop Aramis. Imitation, holy man. Fouquet, put away that sword. It is drawn to avenge treason in my house. A crime upon my guests. What are you doing? Oh. A Bishop, he is with a sword under his castle. A sword with which to defend myself only. I see I was mistaken in you, Fouquet. Stop where you are. Well, I shall have at you, please, old friend. Uh,
1: friend, uh, you are not... Uh, you are a... Uh, bad uh, put uh, out uh, of the way. Uh,
0: listen to me. Listen uh, to me, Fouquet. Uh, you must...
1: Uh, uh,
0: you have... Disarmed me... My sword lies on the ground. Will you kill me now? It was not I who drew first. Traitor! Kill me if you will. Pick up your sword and sheathe it. I shall now do the same. We do not see eye to eye in anything. I'm afraid what was left of an old friendship has now been cut to ribbons. Where are you going? To Paris, with all the speed I can muster. You are making a mistake, which will mortally wound France for centuries to come. I am following my heart, my conscience, and trying to say what is left of my honor. I advise you, Aramis, to do the same. I did not know what to do, where to turn. Warn the prince... Without me, he would be utterly helpless after all thing I tried to build. Ah.
1: Have you come to assassinate me?
0: Sire, do you not recognize the most faithful of your... F- you are free. Please, Your Majesty. I shall tell you all that I know of this plot to unseat you from the throne. Believe me, I am your friend. <laughs> and so all my efforts to return the throne to the rightful heir came to naught. Fouquet removed Louis from the Bastille and no one ever knew he had been there. Were it not for the ties of blood that bound brother to brother, an execution would have taken place. Had that happened, the very fears of their father would have been realized, for such a death could not have remained secret long. Instead, I, the Bishop of Vannes, was chosen to confront young Philippe with this sentence. So... We are both to be sentenced together, Aramis. Philippe, can you ever forgive me? It would never occur to me to do otherwise. I remember that day in the Bastille. How affectionately you spoke of your friend, the son, who visited you four hours a day in that little cell. We are all prisoners, good bishop, of ourselves. What are the king's orders? My last lettre de cachet. It says... Adamis, Bishop of An, will conduct a prisoner to the Isle of St. Marguerite. Having done that, the bishop will give himself up to the guards and be placed in a solitary cell. Philippe of France, from henceforth, will cover his face with an iron visor, which the prisoner shall not raise without peril to his life. His face will never again be seen. Louis XIV of France. Where does fact leave off and where does fiction begin? This much we do know an historical fact that during the reign of Louis XIV, a mysterious prisoner was interned, first in the Bastille and later on the Isle of Saint Marguerite. No one ever discovered what his crime was, who he was, or what he looked like. For until his death, his face was always covered. He was the man in the iron mask. I shall be back in a few moments. Once in a blue moon, along will come a great writer who dreams up characters so vivid they appear to have a life of their own. Such an author was Alexander Dumas. Among his unforgettable characters who still live for me are the three musketeers, Porthos, Athos, Aramis and their leader and captain, D'Artagnan. And another Dumas creation, the famous Count of Monte Cristo. And not only has Alexander Dumas made his heroes and villains come to life, he has made those days as vital, immediate, exciting, and adventurous as our 1970s. Perhaps even more so. magic, in the Paul Hecht, Russell Horton, Court Benson, and William Griffiths. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tom Bosley inviting you to return to the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater for another exciting tale you can hear through the magic of radio. The General Mills Radio Adventure Theater is recommended by NEA, the National Education Association.